You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Whoop, whoop. It's the sound of the fake beach. Whoop, whoop. It's the sound of the fake beach. Hello, fantasy football fans. Roll out a towel and embrace the sunshine as I speak to you from here in South London, where spring has sprung and the countdown to summer has begun. Mmm, poetry. Welcome to Alfie Pod's Fancy Footy, the home of football opinions and adult tantrums. Hear that commotion, that's the clang of Game Week 34 clicking its heels. And with me to discuss what the hell we could be doing to bosh bang loads of points are, of course, FPL superstars Matt Kearney and Will, aka Top Marks. No Yuri this week, but I assure you, everything is fine and he's not doing a deli alley. So a lot has changed since we last spoke. We had the uh, European Super League for like a day. Jose got sacked and referees have now decided to start sending off players for kicking the ball. Hmm, bit embarrassing that, eh? Uh, plenty to ponder with the upcoming game week fixtures as we discuss Hattrick hero Chris Wood, a curveball captaincy choice of Ian Nacho over Kane and whether it's actually time to drop the premiums. I'll come back and join you at the end, but right now I'll let you listen to the boys. So, in the words of Delia Smith, oh, that's nice cake. Right. Hello, Matt Kearney. <laughs> hey, how are you? How, how, how are you? All right. Enjoying That's Sunny good, Island at the moment, no doubt. Yes, you are. To say yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Will, how are you? How's Colombia? How's the sunburn? Colombia's fine. I got a little bit of sunburn on my neck. I went out for a jog on the weekend and. Uh, I stayed out beyond 10 o'clock in the morning, and that's, you know, you get burnt from that time. So I've got sunburn <laughs> on my neck. 10 o'clock in the morning, excellent. Literally, uh, literally, you get sunburn here after 9.30 till about, till about 3 o'clock, you'll get sunburn. Well, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice communal thing to do together, isn't it? Yeah, you kind of get burnt. <laughs> and then afterwards, you just rub lotion on each other in a slow, calming motion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's maybe a bit too real. A bit too real for you there, Will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little did, bit. Did we all enjoy game week 33, wasn't it? I mean, I'm going to uh, I confess, um, I didn't see a lot of football this weekend because I was, um, well, there was a lot of alcohol being consumed. Um, but I did see Leicester and um, very much enjoyed Ian Nacho's performance. I think we've all got Ian Nacho. Will, you've got Ian Nacho, haven't you? And captained him. Actually captained him and actually got points as good. Yeah, um, yeah I've got Ian Nacho. I picked him up last week. I benched him last week, but it doesn't matter. He got he, he played it right this week. And uh, Jordi's got uh, Ian Nacho. And Matt, you've got Ian Nacho as well. And, oh, no, hang on a minute. I, I just... <laughs> Well, I better head off now anyway. And, uh, <laughs> so was there a, not saying you should have him, but was there a, a game plan not should. to have him because you've got Jamie Vardy instead? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gone back a few weeks, the decision not to get him, because as you know, I had the very, you know, torturous dilemma between Fabio Silva and Ian Acho. And of course, I, I picked the right one there with the Wolves striker, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So um, now I've only myself to blame not to have Ian Acho. But I suppose I did get a shot of redemption at, at uh, you know, having the choice between him and Vardy. And, and stupidly, I thought maybe the more expensive player would have uh, would have been the better pick. But um, yeah, look, Ian Acho's on great form now at the minute. No, God, no. So the match started off with Vardy looking like the yeah. one to one. Like he was the one getting the early chances. I thought, yeah, you know, both strings done it again. But I think he really messed up Vardy. Actually, I dare I say, he looked a bit not like Jamie Vardy. He he missed two good chances. I think Ian Acho he should have had four right. assists. Easy. That guy, he's a great link up player, really yeah. good. And he get he's up not just half chances, like really good chances for people to score. Um, so yeah, he was really impressive. Nine goals in seven games now. I mean, he's always had the talent, hasn't he? Because he was like young player at some one of the junior world cup tournaments, wasn't he? Which Nigeria won, I think. And then he went to City, he kind of kind of he's always had it there in him to be really good. And he's finally just had this little spurt of form and, and confidence, as we know is so important to strikers and he's got it at the moment and he's like he's the form player and I've actually now got a debate Kane versus Sheffield United you've got to think that's that's the standard captain option yeah. but Southampton are terrible in defence and Ian Atcher versus <laughs> Southampton mm. it's a tough it's a tough decision again it's funny Southampton isn't it you know don't know where they're going for the rest of the season mm. and I'm still numbered with their goalkeepers could be 9-0 <laughs> it could be 9 nil. Exactly. It could it's be 9 nil. Nil, nil. <laughs> well, Matt, hang yeah. on. This is a good point. Will makes a good point. Jamie Vardy, I mean, if Southampton now is bad, and Jamie Vardy was lively the other night. He lacked a bit of quality, I'd yeah. say. But, and he is an absolute handful. Um, so he could be a good captaincy option against Southampton. Could be, yeah. I know. Last night, I mean, Vardy kind of early on, I remember he sort of half went round the keeper, and the keeper, uh, yeah. Sam Johnston, just just got a little fingertip. Right, Otherwise, yeah. Zardy, you know, he's sliding that in. That's a goal. And there were those sorts of chances. He was always, he was still there. He was still like the focal point of the attack yeah. and, the, and the threat on the break. I don't, I mean, I think it's just, it is, you know, it comes down to luck, those little moments as well. Mm. As we know, so much of FPL is luck. And uh, Fardy was very unlucky. And Ian Acho is on form. And it's like that equation of like when the player's on form, form breeds confidence and it keeps going until something happens to disrupt that, that virtuous cycle of player does well, gets confidence, gets confidence, does well, kind of carries on indefinitely. But what what's changed about Ian Acho's game? Like what's... I mean, I, from what I... Is it simple? He's getting a run in the side. But do you, you not know, think he's, he's changed played. his game somewhat? Like, was he not a bit of a fox in the box, should we say, like Francis Jeffers back in the day? Has he changed his game somewhat? Or was it just confidence and form? I don't know. And the fact that you're playing with Jamie Vardy, who keeps players defend, uh, busy. Yeah, it's probably, it could be off the pitchings as well. I mean, it could be just a, a level of maturity that he's reached. He's, he's probably, he certainly had... Started very young in the Premier League, so he certainly had time to adapt to the league and know what to expect. He knows his teammates now very well, I would have thought. I mean, it's probably a, a, a you know a whole array of different things that have come together to to allow him to succeed. And the fact that the team as a whole are mm -hmm. motivated, you know, they're pushing for the Champions League spot. So it's not just him coming in and doing well. The whole team is urging forward and playing. I mean, yesterday, 
um, 1-1 and they could have easily slipped down to 2-1 again. You know, they were giving away chances, mm. but they were pushing for the win. So the fact that you're playing on the front foot and you've got a striker in form, that all kind of helps towards the forward player. And I'm going to be slightly naughty here. Is it? Is there a chance that they're doing better without Harvey Barnes in their side, just ballooning the balls over the bar? <laughs> I think it's probably partly, they've probably partly changed the, the shape of the way they play and the way Harvey Barnes is around and, and it's given Ian Atcher his chance. So I would say it's definitely part of it. Mm. And Ian Atcher does appear to be a better finisher than Harvey Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harvey Barnes, Timo Werner, who's who? You never see him in the same pitch at the same time. <laughs> uh, Crystal, did Crystal Palace excite you, Will? I mean, uh, this is my notes from Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. There's someone on the pitch that looks like Scott Dan's dad. It's Scott Dan. <laughs> that guy has been at the club so long, he now looks like an older generation of himself. Um, but yeah, Saha, dangerous. Uh, but Matt, you were mentioning that maybe you were thinking of the idea of Palace's remaining fixtures and maybe Saha, a punt. Yeah, um, like we know, Zaha is one of those kind of talisman players, you know, if Crystal Palace score, he's likely going to be involved. Um, maybe not this week, you know, against City, um, probably not the best to kind of gamble in that game. But for the double game week, they've got Sheffield United. Well, if if all this goes ahead, they've got Sheffield United and Southampton. And like Will just said, you know, Southampton's defence can be a bit leaky at times. Um, we, we always talk about um, Southampton's right back, uh, Walker Peters, you know, Zaha's maybe on that left side caused a lot of problems. And I guess, you know, up until maybe last week when Sheffield United beat Brighton uh, 1-0 they weren't really scoring a lot of goals you were nearly bringing players in to or defenders in to try and get a clean sheet now I know we, people tried that for Wolves this week and it didn't go according mm-hmm. to plan but uh, if you still believe that Sheffield United aren't that kind of side capable of scoring um, someone like maybe Van Anholt where you know he's going to get a little bit forward so you're getting you're kind of tapping into a bit of that defensive um, potential uh, the clean sheet potential and a little bit of attacking potential so, but outside of those two picks, I don't know if I'd want to um, maybe punt on anyone outside of Zaha and, and Van Aarholt. Uh Castan, I quite enjoyed, uh, sorry, or should I be saying Castagna, as all the commentators incorrectly say. Castan, I'm sticking to my guns. 6.2% he's owned by. He's been good, hasn't he? He's been really good. Have we missed the boat now? Just like we were saying, they've Southampton next, you know. Uh, Southampton, probably not the best defensive team. Um, and I do like their uh, their double game week. You know, they've got a home game against Newcastle and they've got Man United who will be kind of juggling their squad around the Europa League games. So they might be a little bit more vulnerable there. And yeah, like I, I never even realised Leicester were up the toward now um, after that win last night. Um, they're, they're doing quite well. They've definitely got the wind in their sails at the moment. And, uh, I think they were third before, Matt. Oh, what are you? <laughs> that shows you how the last time we checked the table. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I didn't realise they were so high. I thought they were maybe fourth or fifth. Like, I didn't realise. Like, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Leicester have no other. Okay, the FA Cup, they'll probably have one eye on that. But, you know, they'll want to secure that top four spot first. Um, that'll probably be the priority for the club. I guess the only concern is the, is the blank in 36. But yeah, if you don't if you maybe don't overload on players or if you've got free hit left to maybe, you know, take them out for a week. Yeah. If, I mean, even after um, free hit probably wouldn't be ideal with Chelsea and Tottenham and 37 and 38, 
you know, if you keep a couple of transfers handy, you might be able to get two of them out and just jump onto somebody else uh, for those last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's sort of um, blank and, and uh, doubles coming up again in scenarios. I keep wanting to move away from having a strong 15 and focus all the money totally on my first 11. Mm. But it's just not possible. Like, I mean, no. I used my free hip ages ago. So you've got to keep, like, the money spread out in your squad. So, I mean, I guess in a way it's fortunate that premiums like uh, our man Bruno Fernandes is having a bit of a slump. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah since I brought him. Bloody time. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, we need, we need to keep our squad strong because of navigating these, these fixtures. But, yeah, Castan is, is a really good option, yeah. Really good option. Um, do we talk about premiums? Uh, is it time to drop premiums? Isn't it not time to suddenly just let's go with the teams who've got something to fight for? I mean, uh, in my team, for example, I've Gundogan and Salah. At the moment for this game week, I'm not making any transfers, and I've got Salah on the bench. Matt made a really interesting point earlier. He said, um, "You know, he captain Varney expected the more expensive player to deliver mm. the points." That's generally the case. That's why they're more expensive. They've become more expensive because the market has pushed their price up because they've done very well. And so you have a trust in them. But at, at the same point, this point of the season, you kind of tend to trust price a little bit more earlier in the season because it's based on previous performances. But at this point, you have other players emerging. So it is counterintuitive to, you know, to captain a player, say, costs half the price of Salah in Ian Acho. Um, but I think you just have to sort of, yeah, you're right. Do we need the premiums? Are the premiums delivering value for money? No. Are you going to captain them? That's the thing. I mean, it's, mm. you could probably afford, even if you're not going to captain a premium, you can probably still afford to have one or two in your team because you've got that balance of, of other players doing well. But the captaincies are really interesting because you do get, you, do, you know, price is reassuring. You kind of think, oh, it's, it's got a good price. It should, be, it should be good value for money. That said, I think Salah was expensive and he was very unlucky not to get more than, than one goal at the weekend. So depends on which premiums you're looking at. Yeah, Man United this week, of course. Uh, Shall I tell you what I've got in instead of Salah? See if this piques your interest. My midfield is... Well, this is the thing. Gundogan, Palace. Hmm. I'm putting Smith-Rowe in against Newcastle. Son is going in, Sheffield United. But I've still got Jota, you see, as opposed to the Salah thing. Also on the bench alongside Salah is Stones, who's banned, but he'll be back. I'm quite, I'm quite chuffed with Stones getting sent off, actually. I think that worked out pretty well, don't you? <laughs> like, Because it means he's going to... You know he's going to play at some point, right? And that could be... Uh, that is going to be... Um, 36, isn't it? Yeah, 36 he's going to play. And that is against Newcastle. Yeah. So it was all part of my plan. Get Stone sent off. 36 could play. Let's be honest, because Ake's back in the picture now as well. Yeah, so he's still got three centre-backs. And that's the trouble with, with um, Man City players. It's like you hold on to them and you think... Yeah, and you kind of get lucky with Gundogan starts or the players that you own start, but you're never really sure they're going to start. No. And and that's the problem, especially when they're fighting on so many fronts. And it'd be very interesting to see who, who lines up this week um, and how that might affect the the who starts at the weekend. It's just a difficult, difficult one to predict. As so ever. who would you have, Salah or Gundogan this week in your starting eleven? It's a point. You got. To, we've got to wait. We've got to wait and see the lineups to know if Gundogan. Because I imagine Gundogan plays midweek. He probably doesn't play on the weekend. So you're probably Salah just on expected minutes. Okay. And he's on form. I mean, Salah's looking good. And Jota. Jota was unlucky not to get points at the weekend too. I mean, he really should have got a goal, an assist, or something. Yeah. You know. 
Well, I do like the idea of playing both of them because um, it's like with any any sort of pairing, you can get an assist and a goal, as it were. So who would you who would you bench then if you're going to start Yotta and Sally? You'd bench Gundogan. Yeah, I think so. Oh, there's yeah. the alarm. Because <laughs> I still got Watkins in it. Still got Watkins in the team. I feel like I need to give him a run. Do you want to talk about Watkins? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I still got Watkins in the team, but Will, I know that you want to talk about Watkins because there's another sexy boy in town and he's giving me Wood <laughs> and it's Chris Wood. So yeah, that, Watkins or Wood? Avoided the obvious the obvious <laughs> joke there, Alfie. Nice to see you being original. Uh, look, yeah, well, uh, yeah no, that is a dilemma. It is a dilemma. It's like, um, I think if Watkins didn't have the extra fixture because Villa have got to play one game more than uh, than Burnley um, from a postponed match earlier in the season. It's a simple Watkins to Wood switch. I mean, Watkins is still looking good. He's still kind mm. of, you know, getting in there. And, you know, selling him before game week uh, 33 would have been tricky because Villa had a good fixture. Um, but you've got to look at Wood. Wood's Burnley are no longer Burnley. They've, they've had a sort of personality change. And, and transplant or whatever you want to call it and and they're now kind of attacking and going to try to score goals and chris wood's like thank you very much i'll, I'll get a few goals mm. so yeah it could easily be chris wood i think i i think i probably will do watkins to wood this week but i am slightly uh nervous about the um about the fact that villa have got an extra fixture and is that a sensible move or not but who so would I'm that fixture be against well they've got an extra they play everton twice so they're playing oh, Everton yeah. this weekend and Villa have got they've got an extra fix to be rearranged against Everton. So in theory, if Watkins see we can't judge whether he's good against Everton yet or not, if whether he's good against Angelotti. If he is good against Everton, you got him for two fixtures. If he's shit, you got him for two fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but also it's the fact that do you go for the form player and form it's it's weird. Motivation does seem to play does play a bigger part. Not does seem to play, it does play a bigger part in how teams perform and, and Burnley need to get some wins. Um, they probably only need one or two more wins, but if you get Chris Wood now, chances are he's going to be involved in those goals. I never thought I'd see you so excited about Chris Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone ever thought they'd be this excited about Chris Wood, let's be honest. No. But the thing is, Burnley, I think me and Matt were discussing before, from my knowledge, Burnley have always been a, a team capable of going on good runs, and that's why they've been successful in the Premier League to a certain degree. So, yeah, but hasn't their style of play changed in the last few weeks? Isn't that? The I haven't point? seen them. I've been avoiding them. <laughs> I've been avoiding uh, them right, to be yeah. honest. I mean, Matt, have you been had a chance of, to watch Burnley? No. <laughs> no. Okay, great. It's an informative just, podcast, just, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly the advice I needed. So, do you get? I don't know. Going on the stats and the eye test from what I've seen, um, Burnley are Burnley are a different. They're a different kind of Burnley to the one we used to see and to the one we, we know and avoid normally and just get their defenders or goalkeeper. Mm. Um, they're a different kind of team. So the fact that you've got to, re so yeah, you've got to re recalibrate your perception of them. Um, so that's why I think getting Wood getting is a good idea. To give um, Burnley some credit, every time I have seen them play, even though they do look sometimes turgid and, and solid, they're always a threat. I think they're always a threat. So they're always capable of scoring goals. Dwight McNeil's the one that you'd think would have pushed on this year, to be fair. But it hasn't quite yeah, been. Look, he has looked. Well, he looked, he got that wonderful goal against Everton, didn't he? An absolute screamer. Oh, that was a nice goal, um, yeah. And he's kind of coming into a bit, and he's got two assists at the weekend. So, um, 
he's he's getting there. He's getting there slowly. But you don't fancy him, Matt, do you? Matt is not convinced. But there's a lot of players I say uh, I don't see him doing much, and they they go on a, a hot streak. So <laughs> if I if I say don't get them, you know what to do. <laughs> Is that um, Wood or McNeil you're talking about? Yeah, um, both. No, I'm not. I, I wouldn't be a big fan of McNeil. Um, I, I Chris Wood. I was saying to Alfie, I may wildcard this week, um, with the intention of maybe using bench boost for the double game week, because um, obviously I can't use the chips together. Um, yeah. So I may get someone like Chris Wood. I could do just a complete overhaul of the team, maybe take a few punts. Yeah. I mean, if I mean I'm at three hundred thousand on my rank now. If I want to keep, have any chance of pushing even close to one hundred thousand, which probably isn't even a likelihood at this stage, you know, I will need a few in-form differential picks. And Wood coming on the back of a hat trick, you know, uh, he may be a player that not a lot of people will have. Um, but then again, I will have to have a, a balance of players who are highly owned. Like we saw Ian Nacho's effective ownership was way over 100 this this week. You know, so I may need to get other players just to have kind of an insurance uh, that I'm not going to fall down the ranks even further. So again, it's like finding that balance um, between a sword and a shield. I think it's interesting, like the, the, the form side of it, because you look at the players who've come into form recently and they've sustained their output, Lingard. Mm-hmm. He's been in form and he sustained it. Ian Atcho's come into yeah. form and he's sustained it. And it's like, it's not like, oh, he got a hat trick. I can't get him now because I've missed the boat. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. that's that's the time to get him. There could be another hat trick coming. Another hat trick, or at least another double digit return, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Lingard. Mm. Lingard. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I wildcard, it just opens so many options there. Like, I, I could. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, whoever I bring in will obviously have to have some sort. Like, if I want Crystal Palace players, am I willing to play them against Man City this week um, on wildcard? Or will I try and find a way to bench them just for one week? Um, but the thing with Burnley is, at home against West Ham, if, if I think, if, is Roy still out of this game? Um, I think so, West yeah. Ham, yeah, West Ham have been a bit more vulnerable since his injury, so Completely. it might be the perfect might be the perfect time to get Chris Wood while he's on farm and playing a team that are struggling to keep things tight at the back. And don't they then play Fulham the week after? Who, yeah, uh, who also need to go for it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah and, and it's like myself and Alfie were saying. There's going to be a certain amount of picks, like who will have a single game week and and still outperform and out, you know bring yeah. a higher points return than some teams with a double game week. Um, so if you've got a player with the fixture and the form like Chris Wood seems to be coming into um, I, I don't see any case not to get him um, yeah. it's definitely a, an argument in his favour double game week or not oh I hate it I hate it because before this oh there's no way I was getting Chris Wood now I definitely am getting him and I know what's going to happen <laughs> it's going to be shit and they'll be like oh I was going to be fine and Ollie Watkins nice hat trick traded him out didn't I yeah brilliant <laughs> We never know. Now, I mean, the other dilemma I've got this week is um, it's a benching dilemma because, you know, played, navigated game, uh, game week 33, had a slightly stronger, obviously, bench Son and Kane. So I've got a slightly stronger bench than I would normally have. So this week's given me a bit of a benching dilemma. So Greenwood and Jota, I can't decide who to bench out of the two of them. It seems silly to bench either of them. But then I've got maybe Chris Wood, Ian Acho, Salah, Kane and Son. I'm not going to bench any of those guys. So it's sort of come down to Jotter or Greenwood. But who do you fancy? Who do you think? How do you think Liverpool Man United is going to go? For <laughs> start? Um, 
really unpredictable game. It's so hard to say yeah. um, whether Liverpool bounce back after that. Like they said, so many chances against Newcastle, and the longer it went one nil, the, the, the hungrier Newcastle got. Um, whether they'll make the same mistake against United, um, Phillips might be back. I've never thought I'd be saying that Phillips might be the key to them keeping keeping things tight against Man United or not. But uh, yeah, um, I I have Salah, Fernandez, and Jota, and part of me is thinking that Jota's not going to start. Um, mm. Oh, though, but that doesn't stop him though, Matt. That doesn't stop him scoring well, goals. Yeah, the last time he came off the bench, he got a hat trick. So. <laughs> it's one of those things. I guess it depends on who who you want to play over him. Um, I mean, in my, case, in my case, it's Fabio Silva, so that's why I'm I'm starting him. Um, but yeah, it's it's such an unpredictable game. I, I'm not quite yeah. sure what to expect from it. You're so lucky to own Fabio Silva. <laughs> He had the decisions made for me. It's <laughs> yeah. a really, it's really clever game plan, actually. To yeah, get, yeah. That's the I reason I bought ages ago. Yeah. I've been sort of my game plan the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what about Fabio Silva to uh, to Chris Wood then, or Ian Acho? As um, yeah, yeah. If, if I don't wildcard, I was looking at something like that. Um, obviously, not having Kane is a big concern. Like like you said, he's maybe come up, rushed back from fitness a little bit. Didn't look great in the cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, against Sheffield United, that would be the game you'd expect him to come back, providing he's uh, trained all right and, and looks a bit sharp. So yeah, I don't know if there's a way to get both without a hit, unless I take a minus eight, because I'll, I'll likely have to lose Fernandez or, or Salah, one of the premiums, to free up the cash. Um, I've also Phil Foden there, who I'm not expecting to start. So I have a lot of question mm. marks over my team. So in hindsight, the wild card may. I mean, like even just changing Vardy to Ian Acho uh, frees up about four million and the difference three or four million. Um, so I might just give a kind of a makeover, um, and, and then it still allows me to do the whole bench boost uh, plan. Mm. So you don't fancy Gareth Bale then? Po- yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, in a Will nutshell, if sorry, Matt, Will looks scared as we're talking about Spurs. <laughs> actual fear dropped to his face. Yeah, we don't. Uh, I'll just go quiet for this bit. I think. <laughs> no, but he's you know, it's Jose's been sacked. Gareth Bale has been made manager now, and uh, he's going to play whenever he wants, isn't it? I mean, that's how it works, isn't it, Matt? I mean, and he'll score against Sheffield United, no? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. He might play when he wants, but it's better Tottenham can score against Sheffield United with, with the form. I, I, yeah, I've seen a few people looking at Bale, you know, a lot of people want Sheff- or not Sheffield, uh, Tottenham players this week w- with the Sheffield United game in mind. There's a lot of kind of, there's a lot of standout captain picks there if you believe Spores are going to um, c- come out and, and resume business as normal. Um, I, I actually have my captaincy on Son at the moment. Um, just it, it's, Son, captain, Vardy, voice captain. Um, they're the only kind of two players I'd be comfortable putting the armband on. So, um, can I yeah, not Bale? Sorry, I know I, I, I didn't really. I was being sort of glib about Bale in a way. I just think. I no, know. I do. I think he's. I think he's a good. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of issues there with Mourinho, and um, you know, I don't know if Lucas Moura was down a whole lot when he was in the team. So it, it's well might be able to just give a better take on what he thinks Bale can bring, whether he thinks he's nailed and whether he thinks he can at least match Son or someone like that. Matt, is there not an argument for you, because you've got Vardy in your team, to go with Vardy and Ian Acho? Yeah, it means I'll be taking out uh, I'll be taking out 
Bamford. Fabio Silva? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we've enough <laughs> to do Fabio Silva to you. And I, actually, I may, I, if I have a quick look here, um, if I have enough, that's the obvious move to do. Because um, they link up very, very well, actually. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no harm in doubling up. Yes, actually, that's a great move. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the happiest I've heard you all season. <laughs> then you get the benching dilemma. Then you yeah. get like, oh, do I bench yours? I mean, like you've given it, yeah. Like, yeah. You see, you're, you're, that's why Fabio Silva was in there, so I didn't have a headache. I, I yeah, yeah. The yeah. No, but I think I will bench Jota. I, I just don't get a feeling that he's going to start. But then Alfie was getting into my head saying he can bang a hat-trick off the bench. So, And he did come up early in the last game after yeah. having played reasonably well. And it was, I mean, I think he only brought, he brought him off early because he was, you know, he wanted to change the dynamic because they were just being far too open. So he put James mm. Milner on and it worked. But whether that means, does, that doesn't necessarily mean Jota doesn't start the next game. I know. And does he want to go attacking against Man United? Or does he, I mean... Who knows? As you mm. say, Phillips coming back could give them that bit of solidity, could allow them to play their, their Fab Four. So you just mentioned United there, Will. The uh, That Leeds United-Man United game was probably the most peak Ole Gunnar Solskjaer performance I've ever seen. Well, also, I think, we've again, like we're saying, we've got to recalibrate our perception of Burnley. I think we've got to recalibrate our perception of Leeds. They are much improved defensively. They are not the team that we're getting, like, Leeds, going all forward, leaving the back door open and getting spanked earlier in the season. They are they're a good good defensive side mm. now, or at least, if not good, average, which is a lot better than they were before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're not... Uh, Leeds aren't a team to target for your attacking players, which is what I did last weekend by getting Greenwood in. Yeah. Um, mistake. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I did by bringing Cavani in, pressing yeah. the button and then thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and then uh, getting him out for Watkins. So, yeah, Leeds... In the past, how many other game weeks? I've lost track of weeks, to be honest. They've drawn 0-0 with Chelsea. They beat Man City 2-1. They've drawn 1-1 yeah. with Liverpool and drawn 0-0 with Man United. And they've yeah. and there was that question mark about the Bielsa team. Nearly every season he's ever played, the, the team drops off and they have yeah. a bit of a slump. But he seemed to have adjusted something. Dallas is obviously playing much more centrally now. Less and fixtures than the championship as well. Fewer fixtures in the championship. Fewer fixtures, yet. thank you. That's <laughs> what happens when you live in Colombia, mate. You lose your English. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm all right with writing, but speaking is terrible. Yeah. But no, you're right. Um, it's almost quite annoying when it comes to fantasy football, isn't it? Because it's quite nice to have teams that you have made a, sort of a decision on that they either can concede every week so you can plan. But when teams change, you're like, oh, I don't know. But Leeds have got Brighton this week. Brighton are another yeah. team who are solid. Um, yeah. How do we see this nil, one? Nil. Yeah, I was going to say, is it a nil-nil? Or could this actually be one of those games that goes the other way and it sort of explodes into life? I don't think so. I think it's nil-nil. <laughs> 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 I mean, it, anything could happen. It's football. I mean, um, and I think I'd probably favour Leeds in this one just because they seem to be defying the uh, on-the-beach scenario. They've really got mm. nothing to play for, no motivation, and yet they're playing pretty well and they're, and they're getting better. Brighton have something to play for. They kind of need a win, or at the very least a point. So um, it's tricky. Brighton are tricky. They, they they need to do something in the game. I just don't see them doing it against Leeds. I think Leeds are a, a very good side at the moment. Mm. They do look very good, don't they? He, teams always, even the big boys, they always look really apprehensive of Leeds. You see, you just see it on the pitch. They... 
They don't take them for granted, do they? They're a team that, even though they come up from the championship, they no one ever looks and thinks, oh, we're better than you. Everyone looks really worried against them, I think. Well, it was interesting Pogba didn't start at the weekend because I thought that was mm. probably a little nod to Leeds being good. He puts sort of players with a bit more energy and a bit more legs in because he knows mm. that's how Leeds are going to overwhelm. And I, it's also, I wonder what, you know, it also makes you question what the future of football is. I mean, if you've suddenly got teams that are uber fit and you look at Leeds, I mean, they're, all of their players have got zero body fat. They just get up and down, up yeah. and down. If they can sort out, may, as they seem to be doing, some of the defensive issues they've had and can still offer an attacking threat, and dare I say you might want a slightly better quality of player higher up the pitch, nothing particularly against Bamford, but I think there are better finishers out there. But if you can get get the right personnel to fit into that kind of system, it's surely going to be very hard to beat. Because if <laughs> yeah. you're just like a basketball team up and down constantly, you just exhaust all the opposition. I would not like to play against Luke Ayling. No way. I mean, that guy... Yeah. We, I th- and Phillips as well. Really good player. Phillips, yeah, they are really good. Yeah, there's a lot of fixtures um, kind of this week. Brighton and Leeds, again... Brighton kind of master of DXG, whether they can convert it against Leeds and whether Leeds can stay as tight. Chelsea and Fulham, Chelsea's rotation, maybe. Um, Everton and Villa again. There's a lot of fixtures that are kind of hard to say. You know, Man United and Liverpool. Again, Spurs and Sheffield United, whether Tottenham can get their mojo back. Uh, What about trading out Gundogan for the rest of the season? Trading out Gundogan and getting in Pereira. From West Brom, yeah, they're the same yeah, about, same price, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I think I just want players who are going to play. I just want sodding playing players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Will, who are you captain this week? Well, that's the dilemma. It's Kane, uh, and most likely is Kane, or maybe Ianacho. <laughs> I'm now wondering about Ianacho, but over Kane, that, only because of the injury. And I thought actually Sheffield United looked a bit better last week, which is just weird. But I think Heckingbottom, is that his name? <laughs> uh, I pronounced that wrong. Someone correct me, please. No, it's right. That's right. It's, it's right. Good, it's yeah. right. It's it sounds like you've made a mistake when you say it. And I'm just being yeah. rude. It sounds like you've just been reading um, A Christmas Carol or something. And uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the team's changed. So he's brought, he's brought in a... Well, Osborne's come into midfield, hasn't he? He's kind yep. of promoted because he was a youth coach before and he's kind of brought a few of the younger players through. And I thought they looked a bit better in their last match. And I think Kane... Spurs in general just look dreadful at the moment. And although Kane does want the golden boot, he's got an injury, are the team any good and Sheffield United playing a bit better, it makes me put it's a, a bit of doubt. And then you've got Southampton who, yeah, they looked okay in the first half against Spurs but in the, in the last game they played, but they're not great. They're really not great defensively at the moment. And Leicester are on form and pushing for Champions League and they need to keep the wins going because they've got some tricky fixtures to come. So Leicester really have to make sure they win this game. Mm. So Ianacho, I'm getting tempted towards Ianacho again. Okay, interesting. I'll make sure I'll avoid that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, who are you captain this week? You don't even know who you're picking. Um, I don't even know why I'm asking no. you. <laughs> no, <laughs> Will has the like the Kane and Acho dilemma. I have like the, the wish version with Son and Vardy. Um, it's yeah, look, it's it's on Son at the moment. Um, I do fancy Spurs to kind of get bounced back a little bit. But if I do bring in uh, Ian Acho for Fabio Silva, which is looking likely, um, it, I guess it could be a, a three way toss up there. 
Um, so as opposed to having a coin flip between two captaincy options, I'll be might be rolling a dice or something for <laughs> between the three. Probably, I don't know. Probably the triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah rolling the triangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I I think I'll probably leave it on Sam. I do fancy Tottenham to bounce back. You know, there's no shame in looking crap against Man City. Yeah, I fancy them to bounce back. And um, it's easy to be misled against, maybe by that fixture between Sheffield United and Brighton. But let's, let's face it, Sheffield United is still a poor side. Yeah, they're, they're relegated now. So they probably beat Brighton because they had no pressure on them. They could go out and, you know, attack with no kind of ramifications um, to the league table. You know, it's not going to change anything. So the same might be said that they might come out attacking against Spurs and uh, might leave a lot of chances there for the taking. And as well as that, if I captain Vardy or Ian Acho and it doesn't go right, it'll just be disappointing for the whole weekend, given it's a Friday night game. At least with, with a Tottenham player, mm. I can I can have the disappointment extended until Sunday evening. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, false hope, so from a, we call that. Yeah, from, from a mental yeah. health point of view, um, I, I think it'll, it'll be safer option going for a Tottenham player. But that Sheffield United-Brighton game... Brighton had something to play for and we mm. were all tipping like Trossard, Veltman and the likes to do well and they and they didn't. Um, isn't that a bit mm. worrying? Is that Does that reflect more on Brighton? Does that reflect more on Sheffield? Well, it's a good question yeah. actually, Will. Do you know what I looked at? I looked at that because I think about a week or so ago, I looked at the fixtures, sorry, not the fixtures, the table, the league table and everyone's getting excited about West Brom going and run. But if you actually look at the points, West Brom have got to do so much. And the other teams yeah. above them, just out of the relegation zone, which includes Newcastle, which have been picking up points, they have to stop picking up points. And I just think those bottom three are down. However, suddenly that Brighton result, I don't know, maybe it does mm. leave the door open. And I think what that could do, it leaves the door open, gives a bit of hope to those teams like Fulham and West Brom, which means they could come out this, this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So it could be a good thing. Good, good thing. I think. I mean, they're, look, until they're down, they're they're they're, they're not down. Um, <laughs> so they've got something to play for. I mean, it's captain obvious here, but yeah, motivation's huge. They've got to keep getting out of those wins. West Brom were very unlucky not to get the win against uh, against Aston yeah. Villa. And how will that have affected morale? Will they still have the same energy to go for the next game, given the blow they've just had? I think they probably will. Because just whilst Brighton are still stuttering, you know. They still gained a point on Brighton, so they've still got they've got a team to aim for. They've got a team yeah. who are just not, for whatever reason, firing on all cylinders. And as I say, I think Brighton could have another difficult game against Leeds. I fancy, I yeah. fancy a draw or a Leeds win in that. So I definitely think you're going to get performances out of West Brom and Fulham this week. So yes, what a thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly lovely chat with the boys. Of course, as always. Lots of things to discuss as we head into the final game weeks of the season, eh? Do we stick with the premiums? Do you go for lesser teams? Or will the lesser teams, because it's a COVID season, will the, will the season sort of peter out? Or will there be sort of that drama that we all crave and for smaller teams to beat the bigger teams, etc.? And for lesser known players, bargain players as they're known, to come up with the points. Who knows? Will did bring up the uh, good point of maybe captaining Iheanacho over Kane. That, of course, applies to Vardy as well. Uh, Vardiani and Acho look pretty good, don't they? Look pretty solid to my eyes. At the moment, I've got my captaincy on Kane. I mean, is that too obvious? Or maybe it's obvious because it's obvious. So it's the obvious choice because it's obvious. What do you think, Harry? I think it's obvious. See, it's obvious. Anyway, I'm going to stop waffling on. I'm going to let you get on with your life. And I shall get my mind. I think I'm going to make myself a big, big, big cup of tea and be done with it. 
In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll speak to you soon. Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to be that Magnus. <laughs>